With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Long ago, before this day's confusion did begin Throughout the stars did we go wandering Distance was no barrier And time it had no hope Free to come and free to go, free to come, and free to go, open up the And welcome to Karmic Evolutions, Astrologically Speaking. I'm your host, Sherry Horn Hassan of Karmic Evolution Astrology, coming to you on July 16th, 2020 from Contact Talk Radio. Just a quick reminder that this show aims to bring you the truth about astrology and your soul's karmic evolution. Okay, I am my own guest today. And figured I would take the opportunity to fill your heads with all of my thoughts alone without bouncing them off anyone else today. So I hope that's okay. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing a bunch of stuff with you as I advertise online, such as, uh, you know, the upcoming Cancer New Moon and its opposition to Saturn, talking about Mars, a couple other things. So. Before I launch into that, I'll get into my usual housekeeping stuff, which is that you can check out my Karmic Evolution Facebook page posts for the current astro energies happening each week. I'll be posting my Cancer New Moon um, piece, blog, whatever you want to call it, and my newsletter shortly. But, you know, I tend to be, um, I'm a ninth house sun, which makes me a little bit Sagittarian and Sagittarians like to think they have more time than they actually do so a lot of times I'm late and I apologize for that but I also have a cancer moon which means I can't write it until I feel it and so you know you can shoot me if you want but that's just the way I roll so I'm uh, too old to, to teach a new uh, too, too old to teach an old dog new tricks but on the other hand more comfortable with my energies and, you know, uh, at this age, don't need to feel the pressure, so much pressure of deadline. Anyway, so you can go to my Facebook page. You can also sign up for my newsletter there, which is my conversations about consciousness. And you can do that by looking on the left hand side underneath the profile and 
scrolling down and hitting join email list. Um, you'll get it eventually, but you'll get it. So, um, and you know, hopefully it's worth it. But I also post the newsletter stuff almost verbatim on Facebook. So you can almost always find it online, you know. So if you want to be part of the uh, email because you're not on Facebook a lot or you're not on Facebook at all, um, you can also go to my website, karmicevolution.com, and find my sign-up form there. But um, the other thing is that if you've missed any of the shows or you want to go back and re-listen to a particular interview with a particular astrologer, you can find the recordings at karmicevolution.com. You click on the website, you hit radio show, which is on the upper right-hand corner of the banner, and you scroll down and beneath the description of the show, which is, yeah, long-winded, but, you know, again, that's how I roll, um, you can access recordings of most, if not all, of the past shows. And finally, as per usual, I am still offering my one-hour, $99 discounted Karmic Evolution Natal Insight reading to all of my listeners. And the commercial for that goes like this. Want to gain greater consciousness about your soul's true mission and purpose in this lifetime? Move from chaos to clarity in your relationships, career, finances, health? Heal old karmic wounds and co-create your own future happiness and success. Awaken to your true potential and highest destiny in this lifetime. It's easy when you take advantage of my special discounted offer for all of you listeners. Again, a one-hour karmic evolution natal insight reading for only $99. All you need to do is email me at sherry, that's S-H-E-R-I, at karmicevolution.com, and we can book your reading as soon as um, we both are available. And at almost half the regular price of my normal Karmic Evolution uh, Natal Insight reading, conscious awareness has never been so easy or so affordable. Okay, so let's get into this week's Astro News You Can Use. But first... Let's take a look back. Now, many of you know I am want to do this, as they used to say in the old books, before going or looking forward. So first of all, we all know, or we should know, or if you don't know, I'm telling you now, that we are, we've been operating over the past few months under the new Saturn-Pluto cycle that will last for at least another 33 to 36 years and that began in Capricorn on January 12th of 2020. So this marked the beginning of what's called a new synodic cycle, which is when a faster moving planet catches up with and joins or conjoins with a slower moving one and that starts a new cycle that in this case as noted is quite a long one. It's usually about approximately 35 years or so. Um, I talked about this new cycle at length earlier this year. I think I devoted actually a couple shows to it, but the fact that the conjunction came and went then does not mean that it's no longer in, in effect. Quite the opposite. What this particular conjunction signified 
as the beginning of a new cycle is that we were we're all tasked now we were since middle january but this is a very slow cycle so it's not like we were going to see something happen overnight and may not actually recognize it yet but i'm reminding everyone because i want them to think about it that what this conjunction actually signified is that we're all being asked to rebuild or repair our basic foundation or the basic foundation of our existing lives and or to build an entirely new one all right now some of that's going to depend on your age and stage of life right so the last one that happened i mentioned this on on former shows too was at the end of um, 1982 beginning of 1983 of course if you were born after that you were born in in at some point during the old cycle right but if you were alive then or an adult then or whatever, something new started. There was something that developed over the years that ended up becoming a very foundational presence in your life. So what is the purpose of this cycle? It's so that we can continue for those of us who are old enough or to build for those who are doing it for the first time, continue or, or find the, the kind of inner security that's necessary to allow us to venture out in the world without fear because we know we've got what we need to always be okay in other words that no matter what happens our foundation is solid enough to ensure our long-term survival and this is what all of us are working on now so the planet saturn itself often represents literal work we know it as work we know it as authority figures parents others you know um anyone who takes a position of authority in our life so you know we're always somewhat um duty bound you know we have to work for a living we have to be good for our for mommy and daddy we have to obey the law all these things are you know saturnian kinds of principles and pluto of course represents transformation so if we look at saturn as work just narrow it a little and we look at pluto in general as transformation and we already know that pluto has been transiting through saturn's sign of capricorn since 2008 then we see that transformation to what we consider to be our work how and where we do that work what we get paid for it or not and how it may transform now and into the future as part of what provides us security going forward all of this is in the cards now again it's at its baby stages so it's not that you may recognize it now but it's not too difficult to see that for at least the recent short term what has defined work has sure as heck changed for many of us right some people are out of work entirely whether they've been laid off forced to close their businesses um others deemed now to be essential workers when's the last time you thought of the person at the grocery checkout as an essential worker you know or the pizza delivery guy or gal i mean you know the, this is part of what i'm talking about is a transformation going on now and how we see those who either we work for or the kind of work we do or the kind of work others do and how important that is to us so you know we know that in this short time 
since the new Saturn-Pluto conjunction cycle started in mid-January, that the nature of the definition of work and its importance to us has changed. Now, I'm mindful, of course, because I'm a cancer, you know, natal cancer moon, um, of the fact that there are many out there who've had to swap out paid work for working with their children, uh, it, you know, in order mostly to homeschool or otherwise tend to them. We have a huge amount of children with special needs, you know, that when um, they're in school, they're learning and they're also being helped. And they that actually provides, I used to work for Easter Seals, which ran day adult day programs for developmentally disabled clients, they called them. Um, and it functioned not only to help them progress in life, to teach them within their capacity, you know, to to branch out and to be able to expand um, in their learning and their knowledge of the world and their ability to communicate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But also it provided the parents with a respite. So if you're working parents, right, and you have a child with a disability, and again, whether it's mental, physical, you know, emotional, whatever, they have a place to go so that you can go and earn a living so that you can take care of them, feed them, put the roof over their head, right? Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir because you guys get all this, but, you know, um, I'm trying to talk about how work has changed. And some people, I don't know, based on the amount of articles I've seen over the last three months about working parents, in particular mothers, and in particular single parents, whether they're male or female, that this is not fun, right? So it definitely comes under their definition of work. So some people have, you know, now begun to work with their children by homeschooling or in other ways. Others have had to do um, both their own work at home, most people, until the school year ended and do the schoolwork with the kids until the school year ended. Most of us in the States, it's, you know, it was in even before June, usually we're the end of June here in uh, New York, New Jersey. But um, even if it's May, you know, like the college kids or whatever, it still is recent. So Saturn, no matter what else he represents, often allies himself archetypally with hard work for which ultimately, if we put our nose to the grindstone, we do a good job, we will be rewarded. So whether these rewards come in the form of money or emotional gratification or satisfaction or anything in between is really up to how we each choose to view the kinds of ways in which we work in our lives. So along with this energy, now we've also had Uranus moving through Taurus since May of 2008, something I've talked about before as well. And that's telling us it's time to change our values. Well, since Venus's Taurus represents that which we value, and often this revolves around what we own, uh, earning a living is extremely tied into how we define the strength of our ego in terms of how important we are and whether our ego is strong or whether it's somewhat debilitated. So Taurus is I have 
in astrological terms. If you've ever seen, you know, if you've taken a class and seen the zodiacal wheel that breaks up the houses, you'll see that the first house is Aries because it's ruled by naturally by Mars. So it says I am. And then the second house is the house of resources. And that's ruled by Venus's Taurus. And it says I have. So while Uranus is currently transiting through Taurus, and he's only about a third of the way through, he's been there, like I said, a little over two years. He's got about five years to go. He's approaching 10 degrees um, Taurus, but he's going to retrograde soon. So I'm sorry, is he retrograde now? I don't know. Yeah, no, he's not. So he, um, he, yeah, lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, threw myself a curveball. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's what happens when you talk a lot. <laughs> you could talk yourself into your own mental confusion. All right, so let me get back on track. So Taurus, as I have, Uranus is in Taurus. He's going to be there for another five years or so. And um, he, he basically is saying, hmm, it's time to change things up. Maybe you need to think about this from a different perspective. Maybe there's value in other things or a new definition of what is work. You know, like, again, being responsible for your kid's education. There was a time before public schools existed when only the wealthy educated their children. It was a privilege of wealth. And that was usually through tutors in the home. So, you know, I'm just sort of tossing that out there because it just because we live in an era where we, vote, we have and we've always had public school, at least in the United States, that wasn't always the case. Um you know, the pilgrims who came across to New England and the Spanish who came up from Mexico and, you know, the French who went into Nova Scotia and Maine and all that, they, they didn't like settle in and then send their kids to school. You know, they had to build them and they had to think about it. And each area had different structures and all that. So school is not something that was um, ordinarily offered to just anybody. So regardless, you know, there's the whole issue uh, and one of, you know, what I'm trying to say is actually, you know, education is important in this country, right? So um, it's one of the founding principles upon which parts of this nation uh, was founded, particularly in the Northeast and the New England area. And that's, you know, the good old kind of Protestant ethic area that uh, likes to say idle hands are the work of the devil. So to a certain extent, being busy, AKA working, is part of the national consciousness that's spread throughout the nation here. So as we build a new foundation for ourselves, slowly, of course, because whenever Pluto's involved, I'm talking about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, um, whenever Pluto's involved too, it's about evolution. And evolution rarely happens overnight. I mean, there's a chance that a giant meteor hits the Earth and wipes out all of human life, just as it did to the dinosaurs eons ago. But, you know, let's not go there for now. I mean, anything's possible, but, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, right? It's kind of like Woody Allen in that movie. What was it? Was it uh, Annie Hall? where he refuses to go to school or something, and the mother takes him to the rabbi because she's concerned. And when the rabbi says, you know, what is it, son? What's wrong? And he says, well, why should I learn all this stuff 
when, you know, the more I learn, the more I know, like he says something similar, it's not exactly right, but you know, like a big meteor is going to hit the earth and we're going to all get wiped out. So why do I need to study math? You know? So <laughs> it, it was funny. He's not so funny now, but he was funny then. Anyway, so this new Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn foundation has to be centered around changes about what we think we value most. You know the saying, you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Well, we might want to think about that in terms of our current individual work or life situations right now, but with the understanding that whatever changes now is most likely happening because change was too long overdue. You know, Uranus gets impatient like that, even in Taurus, because he's the guy who knows the law of the universe is the only constant is change so now let's go back to what's been happening this past week as the lunar cycles been waning the monthly lunar cycle since the july 4th and 5th capricorn full moon lunar eclipse which basically revealed to us that we must begin to let go of our old traditional ways and beliefs so that at least some of these may be replaced by new traditions and new sets of beliefs that help us move forward into a more modern future that's in accordance with the times and the world around us, which, as we know, Pluto is always telling us, is slowly evolving. You know, I always think of Liz Green. Liz Green says, change or be changed. You know, you can go easy or you can go hard, but, you know, you want to get dragged kicking and screaming into the evolutionary process? Hey, that's up to you. So for those of you who are listening to this, and my assumption is that you're interested in the heavenly energies and how we can learn from them, then what I'm saying is things are going to change. Uh, and this is always going to be true. But the specifics of the energies of those changes are in these cycles that I'm talking about now. So um, the fact that there's always slow evolution, uh, you know, is reflected through the, the manifestation of what we've seen recently in the collective. And I've mentioned this either last week or the week before or the week before that. I mean, we have protesters tearing down Confederate statues in the U.S. And that's because they want the old Capricorn to make way for the new um, Uranus and Taurus, Pluto's evolution, and more modern reflection of life as it is now, because this shows us how we can uh, make it even better if we don't continue to glorify, romanticize, idealize the past, which simply come, keeps us from moving forward towards something new. Now, you know, the message of this last full moon and lunar eclipse in Cancer, which, you know, like I mentioned, was July 4th or 5th, revealed to us each on a personal level exactly what it is we're being asked to let go of in terms of how we might have romanticized, glorified, or even if we were unhappy with the past. I've, I've mentioned many times before, you know, this upcoming lunation and the one the month before are both in cancer. That's unusual 
but not completely out of the ordinary. It happens every so often that we have the same sign, the new moon in the same sign within the same 30 days or 28 days. So the, the thing is, that, and I'm going to get into this in a second, but, you know, it, what, what was emphasized on July 4th is going to be re-emphasized on July 20th, but with slight nuances, slight differences. But if we're, if we're looking at it by saying, okay, what's come before in early July, it was that because that lunation was conjoined to, it was a zero cancer conjoined to 29 Gemini North Node. Those of you who listen regularly know or remember that I talked about the nodal shift, which occurred May 5th, where the nodes regressed back into a south node of Sagittarius and a north node of Gemini. And what that tells us is that south node is our past. Sagittarius is all the things we think we know. North node is our future. Gemini is, hey, I found some new information. And as Uranus goes through Taurus and says, you know, you might want to change your perspective about that thing about how what you own or what you have defines your own sense of self-worth. You might want to, might want to change that up a little and think about letting go of some of those ideas because, you know, because change is the only constant and life is changing. What I tell you? I mean, how many times do you want me to tell you that? And if you resist for too long when Uranus comes to hit sensitive points or planets or angles in your chart, he's going to say, you know, I told you once, I told you twice, I told you three times. I don't know. You know, you don't seem to get the message and then something will happen. These are usually with Uranus expressions of our own repressed or hidden um, unconscious needs for change and he just brings it out onto the stage and makes things change and of course the rest of that story is how we decide to deal with those changes if they're sudden or shocking and whether they're positive or negative so as i said the message of the first cancer full moon in early july revealed to us what it is that we need to um it, it, where we hang on to the past, because cancer is about memory and habit, which I've gone into in great at great lengths also on this show. And we can look at where that um, eclipse, um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking now about the last full moon lunar eclipse, where that occurred in our charts, because that was also about revealing to us what has to go, what we were being asked to release. Right, that was a Capricorn full moon, and that asked us to let go of what we cling to in terms of idealizing the past. See, they're all connected, you know, so it's not like one lunation has only one specific meaning. I never think of things as a, a standalone, I always think of them as a continuum, which I think helps, especially for those who are interested in using astrology by look to look at their own charts but also for those who are, who are students and are interested in learning how to synthesize chart energies for others, right? So nothing really exists in a void. Everything is connected. And that would bring us to the July 20th Cancer New Moon again, but 
not quite so fast because I want to point out that leading up to this second Cancer new moon, which echoes the message again of the Cancer new moon solar eclipse of June 21st in terms of the need to plant seeds around our own ability to um, self-nurture. We just had Mars join wounded healer Chiron and Aries on July 14th. Now, today's the 16th, so that was two days ago. But this began another shorter than the Saturn-Pluto cycle, but another new synodic cycle that will last approximately two years and which may have triggered old karmic wounds for each of us personally related to where we need to develop more compassion for ourselves and institute more ways to effectively self-nurture. Now, again... This is part of the whole huge expanse of that Saturn-Pluto cycle, right? Because if we become more emotionally secure and self-dependent, we can then know that the foundation that we're working on now is going to be even more solid. So to get to this point where we can effectively nurture ourselves first and others second and leading up to the July 20 cancer, second cancer new moon, we want to understand that we just had the cancer sun oppose Jupiter also on June, July 14th, same day as the new cycle of Mars to Chiron began. And the sun also opposed Pluto. Now, both Jupiter and Pluto are in Capricorn right now. And that happened on July 15th, which is yesterday. So at this second Cancer new moon on July 20th, the sun is scheduled to complete what I'm calling his trifecta of oppositions by exact opposing Saturn. And Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto are all retrograde in Capricorn right now. So these energies are all connected. And since we've thus far had two exact hits of Jupiter conjoining with Pluto, and the first one started the new synodic cycle on April 4th, and the second occurred, the second exact hit was June 30th, and we're awaiting the final one for this year on November 12th, this calls us to look at where we feel disempowered and along with what's going on with Mars and Chiron, wounded, and along with it being involving Capricorn and, and Saturn specifically, isolated, abandoned, unloved, lonely, outcast, or otherwise neglected or overpowered by others at this July 20th Cancer New Moon. So... At 28, 27 minutes, this Cancer New Moon occurs at 10.33 a.m. Pacific Time and 1.33 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and it is in direct opposition to Saturn, as I said, in Capricorn at 28, 39 degrees. So this is a very close hit. But also it opposes Pluto at 23:37 Capricorn. And if we want to use white orbs, which I definitely do, to Jupiter at 21.23 cap. All right, so the task is to view ourselves and our lives through a more compassionate lens, and that is made tougher than normal 
because this lunation has both the sun and the moon in opposition most strongly to Saturn, but uh, or I should say to restrictive Saturn and to Jupiter and to Pluto. So the sensitive, nurturing, protective, emotional energy of Cancer has to stand up against all these heavy hitters in serious, it's all about hard work taskmaster in the form of Saturn's Capricorn. So this is not bound to be a lot of fun, right? And since the universe already told us back in June at the first Cancer New Moon at zero degrees of the sign of family, um, uh, family tradition, security, and the mother occurred next to the 29 degree Gemini North Node, as I said, that the way forward is through developing emotional self-reliance by opening up ourselves to new perspectives about ourselves. In short, we're being reminded again now at the second Cancer New Moon in a month that our old beliefs about ourselves, how much we deserve to be loved, nurtured, protected, and made to feel emotionally safe and secure may need to be rethought right now. Perhaps we've been into self-denial especially all of the parents who've had to take care of homeschooling their kids. I mean, we, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because it's like, of course, you got to do what you got to do, right? It's not saying that you can't, um, you, you should shun all of these obligations. If you went ahead and had children, clearly you have an ob obligation to take care of them. But, you know, we may in general be geared towards self-denial, not only that way, but in many others, always thinking we have to sacrifice our own time, our own energy, or our work, our money for others. And that fits the emotional description of the upcoming lunation sun and moon opposition to Saturn, right? Saturn's a downer, and there's no two ways about that. I mean, he, he'd rather point out your deficits than your pluses. And then judge you for them. So the problem is we can do this to ourselves on an internal level. Usually this is born out of actual people in our lives having done this to us, which causes one of two reactions. We self-judge, feel less than, inferior, which of course makes us depressed, um, etc. Or we turn around and exhibit the same judgmental behavior toward others. So in other words, we emulate those who put us down and judged us and restricted us. You know, I'm, I'm mindful of the recent Mary Trump um, interview um, or, you know, the, the reporters and others who've been reading parts of her, her manuscript out on the news and how she claims that Donald Trump's father restricted him emotionally. I just saw a clip last night, I guess, of her interview with um, Stephanopoulos, George Stephanopoulos. And she said, you know, he, he emotionally stunted him. So George said, well, what do you mean? And she said, he, she, he wasn't allowed to feel emotions. And he said, well, I don't know what you mean. And she said, well, for example, sadness. Wasn't allowed to exhibit sadness. Now, you know, there's a, he's got a Saturn, um, Venus-Saturn conjunction in Cancer in his chart. 
So his emotions being restricted would make sense. All right. So I'm not going to go into any more discussion about him, but um, thank goodness this time <laughs> I'll hold out. We still have a, the rest of the election cycle to go, so don't get too comfy. Um, but this Cancer new moon on the 20th on Monday also comes with a Mercury and Cancer square to Chiron and Aries. So remember the recent Mars Chiron conjunction that just happened two days ago? It set off a two year cycle where we can be more proactive now in taking our own healing into our own hands. Mercury's square to the wounded healer allows us to give voice to what were some of those profoundly wounding experiences from either early life or past ones. And it likewise comes with a Venus and Gemini waxing square to Neptune and Pisces on the 20th, which won't perfect until July 27th. Now, Mercury, of course, is about um, communication, and Venus wants to talk when she's in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. But Neptune wants to avoid when he's in Pisces. So while there can be a ton of denial at this time, um, you know, I mean, again, I think of mothers, right? Cancer energy is always about mothers and family and mothers sacrifice an awful lot. And I'm not cutting out men because um, males are, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't care what gender you are. If you're a parent, that's all that counts, right? So if you sacrifice yourself, um, there's, of course, like I said before, a certain amount of sacrifice that just goes with the job. I mean, you decided to have a child, for goodness sake. So you got to take care of them and pay attention to them. But when you go too far and you never take a rest, you know, you never get the downtime. You never ask for it. Um, this is somewhat about that. You know, Venus is like, hey, I need a break. You know, Mars Chiron is, you know, geez, this reminds me of when, uh, you know, uh, this happened and it was so wounding to me and, and I couldn't I couldn't fight back, you know, and Mercury square uh, to Chiron is, you know, I couldn't say anything. I was I was somehow or other prevented. So I think all of this stuff is going to come up at this lunation, but it's already been in play at least since the July um fourth or fifth cancer new moon lunar eclipse, but probably through all of the um, eclipse series. So as I said, you know, um, Venus wants to talk, Neptune wants to avoid. And while there can be a ton of denial right now, it's just another hurdle to overcome. There's also the opportunity for further self-healing through listening to the nonverbal cues around us now. Meditation, creative outlets, if you listen to the show, you know the drill. These are the ways in which our soul can bypass the noise of the outer world, especially the Saturnian noise. You should do this, you have to do that. What do you mean you didn't study with your kid for five hours yesterday? I did, or there's judgment, right, and criticism. Or, you know, um, anything else of that, you know, and even people can criticize you or judge you for for doing too much. Right. Oh, you, you did so much. Why don't you just take a break? And, you you know, you're like, no, I didn't do anything. You know, there's a whole different ways, bunch of ways that these can these things can rise up into consciousness, consciousness for us. So we can be aware that there's always different sides to these energies. 
But anyway, meditation, finding time for it, creative outlets, making time for it, right? These are the ways, like I said, that we bypass all that noise and all those outer critics and judges and, you know, and begin to relieve the inner critic and judge from having to listen to it again from the outside world. And that in turn lets our soul speak to us directly. So we can perhaps sit with our hurt now in order to release it as we plant new, more emotionally healthier seeds at this lunation that can blossom into a cornucopia of emotional self-acceptance that leads to treating ourselves the way we may treat others without ignoring, neglecting, deflecting attention away from or stuffing our own emotions going forward. So let's talk about Mars now for a few. Um, Mars has been in Aries since June 27th, where he's going to stay until early January of 2021. One of the things I want to talk about is the fact that Mars will enter what's known as his shadow period when he hits 15 degrees Aries on July 25th. Now, Mars won't retrograde until September 9th, when he hits 28 degrees Aries. So he's going he's gonna, to um, go forward past 15, I'll explain in a second, hit 28, and then he stations retrograde. So he moves back until November 13th when he hits 15 degrees Aries again, and he stations direct. So this is why the shadow period begins when the planet hits the degree at which its retrograde period uh, will end, right, prior to the beginning of the retrograde period. Now, the end of the shadow period occurs when the planet once again hits the degree at which he's stationed um, um, direct, right? So he passes 15, stations retrograde at 28, comes back to 15, and goes forward again, stations direct, and then goes forward again to um, 28 Aries. So that whole period, which goes from July 25th to January 2nd of 2021, is considered his shadow period. Now, astrologers differ on their opinions of this. Some say it mirrors the retrograde itself. Others don't agree as much. You can take a look at your own chart. You can take a look at others' charts and see if this applies. I'm a little, my jury's a little out on it. I'm mixed, but I've not really studied that much. I do believe that when it's applied to Mercury retrograde, which is so frequent because they happen, those periods happen three to four times a year for 21 days each, that it just takes up too much of the calendar. It's like the, you know, Mercury's retrograde for seven months out of the year or something, which just seems ridiculous to me. But Mars only retrogrades every 2.2 years. So, um, you know, we might consider applying it. The other thing is that he is um, in Aries, which is his own sign. Right. But basically what we're talking about here and Mars has a lot of descriptions. Right. But we're really saying, you know, Mars and Aries has tons and tons of energy when he's direct. So he's Mr. Get up and go. No holds barred. Nothing can stop me now. Don't hold me back. I'm a win the race, you know, etc. 
on the negative side, he can become, what are you looking at? Who wants to know? Why don't you mind your own business? And I ain't going to wear no stinking mask. Thank you very much. All right. You like my New York? Anyway, he plays out energetic. How he plays out energetically in each of our lives is up to us. But this is a period now when caution is advised against moving too fast, including in a car or another vehicle, jumping to conclusions, overestimating one's stamina or physical abilities, and things of that nature. Right? We may um, we may um, react suddenly without thought. Right? Mars is an instinctual and instinctive energy. It's kind of like saying, you know, if you if you take that little hammer and and do the what do they call it? You know, right below the knee when you when you hit it, it's a, a reflex action. Mars is like that. You know, somebody somebody touches you and you a whole you you whirl around and smack them, right? Because you don't know what it is and you're scared and your instincts say, oh, it's a predator. You know, there, there's it's healthy up to a point, right? Because it's self protective. If you've been um, basically schooled. You know, it's again, well, I'm, all right, I'll go back on my word. I'm going to mention Donald Trump again. Mars on his ascendant, which is the chart that I choose to use. Um, he, he's, he's a bully, right? So if he sees you coming at him, he's going to stick his foot out and trip you. Like he's, he's primed for that. And he's a what are you looking at kind of guy rather than, hi, can I help you? You know, can I help defend and protect you? Because I see that you're in some kind of trouble or you're weaker and more defenseless than, than me. And I, I'm strong. He doesn't have that kind of confidence, right? So, um, yeah, okay, I went down another rabbit hole, but you know, it's one of those days, guys. Anyway, um, I'll point out, but I'm not gonna go into it, even though um, I kind of implied I would, but the, the, the retrograde period from Mars, which I've, has been mentioned on this show before, is from September 9th through November 13th. And again, it's going to go from um, 28 Aries back to 15. So if you have any planets, angles, or other sensitive points in your chart at those degrees, or in Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, because they will, uh, in, in, in Libra, Mars will be opposing, and in the other two signs, he'll be squaring, right? So, um, which brings us to the fact that, you know, Mars is going to square this Capricorn stellium three times. First going forward, then going retrograde, and then going forward again. And that's going to be well through our November 3rd election here in the United States. So again, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. But I want to point out a couple of things that hit my um, or caught my attention uh, in the news, because, you know, I like the news, um, Ninth House Sun, and that might help us to recognize where these energies are in the collective right now as Mars is full speed ahead in, you know, he's been gaining speed since June 27th, as I said, and he's in Aries. Um, no holds barred. So today, but it also shows you the conflict that we're coming up to at the Cancer New Moon as we're waxing toward it after these other energies I described where the Sun opposed the um, Jupiter 
excuse me, the Pluto and is about to oppose Saturn. Saturn. So here's something I read right before I came on air. And it's out of the Boston Globe today newspaper. Here's the headline. All migrant children must be released from U.S. detention by Friday because of coronavirus. Some parents fear that could mean separation. Moon opposite Saturn is separation. Moon opposite, sun opposite Saturn is restriction. They're both restriction. Moon opposite Saturn is emotional restriction. And sun opposite Saturn is ego level restriction. All right. You can't do that because people will think that you're an idiot. So don't do it. You know, you're restricted in your in how you express your persona. You know, oh, I maybe I better not do that then. OK, um, which again is anathema to Mars in Aries. You see where I'm going here? So we're, we're, we're coming up to a period where we're dealing with or we're already in a period where we're dealing with a huge amount of growing frustration. And that's why I say, you know, and all the other astrologers that you read online or whose newsletters you get or whatever, they're all saying the same damn thing. So we're all on the same page. Don't just act. Don't just act or react. Think about it first. Um, and this is hard to do. So we're all going to have moments. I had one, you know, two nights ago myself where it was like, oh, damn, I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have done. That. Oh, now. OK, there's no going back. All right. You know, a little remorse, a little regret. Um, and then I have to deal with it, you know, on an emotional level. But this is what the next paragraph or first paragraph of this story about the migrant children being released on Friday says one Haitian couple and dozens of others face a cruel choice, abandon their asylum claims, sun, moon, opposite Saturn, something's being taken away, abandon their asylum claims and face imminent deportation with their children to countries where their lives are in danger or allow their children to be released to a sponsor or relative here and risk separation if the parents are later deported. I'm sorry, but this little Sophia's choice kind of thing here, right? I mean, again, I'm a cancer moon, so this whole issue with the children in cages does not sit well with me. And, um, you know, th this, this is a very heart-wrenching, heart it's heartache, no matter how you slice it. So I'm just pointing out it's in the news. There was another piece a couple of days ago, which I thought was really kind of funny. And to me, it's just a Mars and Aries stories. And this is a sports writer, right? Mars, action, athletes, sports, right? <laughs> this, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. The sun, you know, is, uh, is dignified in Leo, right? Because that's the sign that it rules. It's exalted in Aries. So it's just kind of funny, you know, because uh, um, um, I, I don't know. The sun's in cancer, but still it's, you know, it's been squaring. So we have. It says uh, ESPN sports writers email to U.S. senators, senator that says F you. OK, and here's the story, which I think is out of The New York Times. ESPN's most prominent basketball reporter has been suspended for a two-word vulgar email reply to the office of a United States senator on Friday morning in response to the senator's critical statements about the NBA's relationship with China. 
So you know that that China's been in the news, right? You know, with the Trump administration and all that. And this is probably, I guess, about a week ago. So the reporter Adrian Wojnarowski sent the email to the office of Josh Hawley, a Republican senator from Missouri, who posted a screenshot of it on Twitter. The suspension was confirmed by someone close to uh, Wojnarowski, um, means he will not be traveling this week. Okay, restriction on his travel, Mars, uh, to report to the NBA's resumed season at the ESPN Wide Sport Wide World of Sports Complex at Disney World in Florida. Um, hours after sending the email, the reporter apologized, saying he was quote disrespectful and quote made a regrettable mistake. ESPN called his email inexcusable and said it would address it with him internally. A spokesman declined to comment on the suspension. <laughs> anyway, I just thought, I'm sorry, but I thought it was funny because um, the reporter was objecting to what the senator was saying about our relations with, with China. And it said, um, Wojnarowski was responding to an email sent by Holy's press office to a number of journalists criticizing the NBA for kowtowing to Beijing and its decision to allow players to wear social justice messages on their jerseys during the coming restart of the NBA season in Florida. And you know, the M so the NBA has acceptable things you can wear and then they're prohibiting other things. All right, you see the growing frustration, right? <clears throat> the other thing that I would say is, you know, um, it, it's, it's it, we can't control everything, but being aware on a higher purpose of what it is that we can take control of in terms of our, you know, of our own power, right? How do we use our own sense of power? Is our own sense of empowerment weak? And I don't say that from a derogatory point of view. I mean, because it's been weakened through events, circumstances that our soul has lived through, both again in this lifetime or in past life karma. Um, you know, there's no blame here. There's none of that crap, right? Things happen and things happen. And we took certain actions or we uh, avoided taking certain actions because at the time we thought that they were the best things, you know, for us. So um, now, but, but they may in effect have over time caused our soul to have become disempowered, you know, and there's a million different reasons for that. So what I'm saying is, you know, take the higher road, especially as this lunation is waxing into uh, fruition next Monday, and then that Venus square, Neptune, is waxing even more until the 27th of July, that we can go to a higher place, right? We can work it out. Mars energy is physical. Yes, the gyms are, well, I don't know, gyms are open, I think. I don't even know in my state, but, you know, we can all take a walk. You know, we can all take a drive even. You don't even have to be doing something physical if for some reason you can't, you know. But my point is you take some kind of action, involve yourself in some kind of activity that makes you feel like your energy is not being pent up, restricted, or stored in a negative way. Again, for me, I just take a walk as often as I can. If it's once a day, uh, great. If it's three times a week, okay, I'll take it. You know, and everyone has their own thing. Um, obviously, meditation, obviously, yoga, obviously, any kind of physical practice that you may have let lapse, 
during this whole, you know, period of, um, of lockdown. Um, anything you're free to do again, just be careful, don't overdo, and try not to get, in, you know, into conflicts with others. That's basically the message now. Um, use the energy to go deep. Use the energy to pursue finding out answers for yourself and digging into this Mars Chiron cycle and figuring out where we've been wounded, like I said, because a lot of that is being triggered. We can't plant new seeds at a Cancer new moon for self-nurturing and emotional self-empowerment if we're still operating under the old emotional mindset, right? Well, I got hurt because blah, 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 blah. I never had, you know, my mother sucks and my grandmother sucks and all my female relatives suck and I'll never get a good female. Well, then it's up to you to be the good female relative to your kids or your, you know, siblings or whatever. You know, I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm just saying that, you know, the, this is in some way, shape or form a large part of the energies that are around us now telling us that if we're going to be proactive, let's use our proactive energies mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually to make ourselves a new foundation or to repair the old foundation in an emotional sense. Let's start to unearth from the unconscious where we feel less than, where we, again, deflect our emotions um, by taking care of others or um, by withdrawing and becoming passive aggressive or, you know, the many other things that it's possible for us all to do. And try to empower ourselves by planting these new seeds where we let go of the past and our memories that are negative and begin to make new memories. All right. So thank you, everyone, for joining me today. I hope you found the information presented here helpful as you continue in your karmic evolution in this lifetime. Please be sure to join me next week, July 3rd, for another episode of Karmic Evolutions Astrologically Speaking, when I'll be joined once again by professional astrologer Elizabeth Hazel. Till then, may your journey be filled with karmic healing and the joy of greater consciousness. Namaste. Long ago, before this day's confusion did begin, throughout the stars did we go wandering. Distance was no barrier, and time it had no hope. Free to come and free to go. Free to come and free to go. Open up the book. Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.